never gets old. The problem with having such a great theme song is that it's like the show just goes downhill. You know, that's right. How do you? It, it peaks at the beginning. You really should have the intro at the on the end of the show, <laughs> and then play the intro again as the outro. Well, that's why we promise. You know, we'll play that again at the end of the show so if you stick around. You see what I'm wearing, Dave? Today looks like a jean jacket. It looks like a Canadian tuxedo. Are you? I'm wearing what they call the Alberta dinner jacket. I love it. Um, I wore this specially special for today. I have a feeling our guest today will. You want to bet that our guest is wearing an Alberta dinner jacket too? I don't make I don't make bets with you. <laughs> I don't make dollar bets with you. Ah, uh, doll hair bets. Yes, that I will do. Uh, sure, let's do it. Let's put some uh, some doll hairs on it. The Alberta uh, dinner jacket. Well, let's bring him on. Our guest today is a Canadian country singer and songwriter from Alberta, Canada. His second single, Found, reached 16 on the Canadian country chart, making it the highest charting independent single on Canadian country radio. His new single, cool. Roll With It, featuring the Road Hammers, is out now. Please welcome our friend Dan Davidson. Woo! Hey guys, I wore my finest jacket for you. You look at this. You were right. Yes. I got married in this, and I'm going to get buried in this. <laughs> so, uh, are you guys ready? So, let me he ask you. already got a guitar. You, this is trouble. Who do you think is the like the biggest Canadian country singer of all time? Like, highest selling. Who do you think it is? Highest uh, selling? Twain. I don't know. It's probably somebody that you'd never guess, like somebody classic, like Hank Snow or something like that. I, I went for Shania Twain. It's, it's probably Shania. totally Shania Twain. Yeah. <laughs> Can you hear that? Let's go, there girls. There it is. Crushing it. Yeah, everyone's got that. Four Let's hours go, to figure that out. Four hours to do, figure, write that. <laughs> Worth every second spent, my friend. We met Shania Twain once. Do you remember that time? Uh, yes, we gave her an award at the Junos. At the Junos. And she we she hugged each one of us. I think even a kiss on the cheek. It's pretty Dude. special. Died. She's wearing uh she wore like uh hockey like special dresses and all her changes. She wore like different NHL hockey team themed dresses. And so when she we hosted, actually right? gave her the award, yeah, she hosted. She was wearing like a Daniel Sedin Canucks no, dress. It was pretty cool. It's like uh, I remember that. It was cool. Well, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, she's a big star. I uh, think she might be more famous than me. She's more famous than anybody. <laughs> She's one of the most famous Canadians. I think uh, I think it's okay to be less famous than Shania Twain. Yeah, we'll accept it. It's pretty. She cool. kind of just stopped though, right? She like she's like had the hugest career, and then she's like, you know what? I'm just gonna retire on top. Well, she did that Vegas that's thing forever, right? Can you imagine doing five shows a week for like ten, twelve years? You'd be so tired, and you'd be so in shape vocally. It'd be insane. I how can you possibly turn the most enjoyable job of like performing live music into a nine to five fucking day job? Like, no, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do it. So oh, that I do it five days a week in the exact same city. Same I set. I, I would do it for one week. We could do it. Let's do a theory. It'll be like on in downtown Las Vegas, like on the, on the old strip. The D. In front of the D, the D hotel. <laughs> At we were Hooters. talking. We were talking to Carrie DeGuardi, and she, because she did like theater. What was she in? She was in some play on Broadway. I can't remember what. I it don't was. remember. But she's like, oh, we do like you know uh, seven shows a week, like two on Sundays or something like that. And I'm like, no way, absolutely yeah, not. I That's quit. Crazy. I need to get into friend. music to have to work my ass off. Okay. 
I got a friend who was the music director at the O Show in Vegas for a while, and he did it for like 15 years. And I went to go check it out, and he like took me backstage and showed me all like the 13 year old Ukrainian freaks and stuff. And uh, it's crazy the amount of stuff that goes into it. But he said it's the it's literally the same set, the same button pushing, same MIDI triggering every day day in day out six nights a week and it's just like it's a good whoa. show too that's like one yeah. of the unbelievable one of the show premiere shows yeah it was super entertaining so crazy to see them backstage too like as soon as somebody does a trick they like go back get a massage go practice it on the trampoline room and then they go to the the fake water tank just and then doing, they yeah. their legs up stretching yeah stuff. wow it's like nuts. there's these kids they're basically children and they can do like a standing backflip and land one footed on somebody else's head like it's just freakish yeah and they're die. i mean uh and it's interesting because <clears throat> like you gotta like the smell of because when you go and watch it it smells like a you're you know like at a pool or chlorine you're at yeah, a public pool like water mm-hmm. so it's like that's every day you just smell that smell i don't think you're bad many people are peeing in those pools though i think i wonder though i wonder <laughs> if you're like part of the thing and you're like you gotta go you gotta go <laughs> the, you gotta the go, you gotta go. Are in there like mm, you have five seconds you're like oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you pee your pants when you're in the Beatles show, you probably get noticed a lot more than the host show, I think. Oh, that's my favorite show. That lo- was it Love? Is that what it's called? Yeah. That was you know what? There was, there was actually one that I saw in Vegas that I fell asleep at. And I'm embarrassed to say it. I think it was Ka, but I'd been dr- heavily drinking all day. So right. <laughs> it's that. Is that the animal one? Uh, no, it's like a storybook one, I think. Like it, it's mm-hmm. it's actually cool. I have no good reason. How you're not going to fall asleep at the storybook one, right? There you and go. The whole point. It's like, uh, Why they they should have a Vegas show that like purposely makes you fall asleep, and it's all old people go in there. <laughs> and it's just like they just like, I don't know. Was it? They serve you liver and onions, and then they like reenact a Matlock episode. It's I, I would go, and all the chairs are like recliners. I I hated that. We went and saw Blade Runner 2058 or whatever the hell it was. And it was literally like uh, full, like leather recliner chairs. And it was like a thousand degrees. I I was in that chair and I'm like, man, it's so hot in here. Why is it so hot? Why do I have a leather chair that's full like cowhide? What is the deal here? It's so hot. I just projectile vomited the next morning. That's right. That's right. You did. Mm. But weren't you guys baked? Obviously, I've never. I don't think I've been to a movie uh, in my life. Was that the Was that the projectile vomit morning on the bus with Andy? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like how that it's a famous projectile vomit moment on the bus. Well, no one was up. I heard about it later. Oh, yeah, you guys I, have this thing like when you throw up, are you full pin screaming at the toilet? Like I can't help myself. It's full like ah, when I throw up. It's awful. Singers. I think it's a male thing. Singer I'm thing. silent. I'm just. I'm totally uh, silent. Just. Just one tear. Just a party puker. Hey, I, I throw up it. in key. <laughs> I've got a pirate, uh, pirate. perfect, perfect puke. <laughs> so stupid. That's great. So stupid. Ah, this is great. This is a great. Uh, we've learned so much about Dan Davidson. Uh, All right, guys. Today. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, that was great. Uh, That's what makes our uh, podcast good, though. You don't need to learn anything. You know, you don't want to come to this and listen uh, to our show and feel like you're being educated. Exactly. It's in school. You get to check be- out. It's true. But where are you? Are you at home? Where I'm at home. actually in Alberta. Where are you? I am. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't strayed too far from the homeland. I'm still Edmonton, Alberta. 
it's a good place to be if you're doing country music really it's uh, there's money and fans here so i don't know like i remember back in the rock days everyone would always be like how come you haven't moved to toronto or nashville or vancouver or la or whatever and i'm just well i make money here so i'm gonna stay close to that <laughs> yeah alberta is like texas of canada it is a hundred percent and like of According to like on July 1st, they're just, they've decided COVID doesn't exist anymore. So it's just going to be full pin, open, open season. Hasn't existed here for months, man. We're good. I know it was so crazy in the height of it here. And there's like 70,000 people at baseball games and stuff in, in Tennessee. Wow. See, watching the, watching the NHL playoffs right now. And just like the, the difference watching the games in Vegas versus the games in Montreal. And mm -hmm. it's just, uh, it's two t totally different experiences. And Montreal started letting people in, too. I don't know. The yeah. thing is, Alberta's crazy, though. They're just all over the place. So, anyway, I got some gigs this summer, so I'm stoked. It's coming back. Yep. Us, too. Us, too. Where are you playing? What do you got, what do you got lined up? I just I haven't booked too many, but I'm, I'm at the Stampede. I'm at this big festival in Edmonton and uh, a couple shows in Saskatchewan. And, yeah, it's kind of starting to... I got a show in Spain booked in October and some stuff Ooh. in Europe. So yeah. When are you going to Australia? I see your, your most recent songs, like what flying up the Australian charts. What's going on there? Dude, it's so weird. I have never released the song in Australia before in my life. And I know the hammers have done some stuff down there. And, and I just like, we wrote the song together. I got them to feature on it. And I just found some promo company randomly that a couple friends had used and like, I'm all independent. So it's all just kind of, sort of piecemeal as far as the promo team goes so just randomly called these people and uh he was like hey i'm looking to do a radio campaign a pr campaign and we put something together and and he was like first shot and it came out and people were adding it and man it's just weird i mean it's a it's a tiny market compared to canada and as far as country goes like country is still pretty under the radar there but it's weird in, in country music because it's it's very much like football you can only do country music in three countries right you can you can go pro in america or you can play in canada or you can play some weird rules in australia so that, that's what's happening i'm playing weird rules country music right now you should if you have an opportunity to go there like we did a tour and it was it was unlike any touring we've ever done before and i would just highly recommend it it was it was so cool because we felt like a like a hip-hop act or something because everything was we we're flying everywhere staying in these way too nice hotels for us like the promoter just took way too good a care of us we'd show up at the hotels and be like are you sure you know we're supposed <laughs> yeah. to stand our writer specifically said super eight yeah this yeah. is who's paying for this <laughs> so it was pretty cool it was and then of course just australia was so beautiful man i just loved it so much that one week of touring although that you know the that style of flying every day and flying the morning of shows is tough but it was i don't know something about that tour i just loved every every day was just an awesome day well the good thing too is if you go on a tour in the winter in canada you know you're touring an australian summer so it's just like this nice little tourcation that's right that's exactly what it is even though touring in canada in the winter is the <clears throat> the worst thing ever in history oh my god man written I ever i can't believe, like <laughs> last last time i was touring i guess was 2019 i guess and we were up in some northern town somewhere and uh like we were doing the the van and trailer thing and was filling up the diesel van and it was so goddamn cold that the diesel froze and i had to sit in the shell station waiting for it to warm up to minus 25 or something you know wow my mom lives in uh in edmonton and mm -hmm. you know it can get down to minus 40 minus 50 and she says uh it's so the dry there 
What are the chickens? They're freezing to the ground or something, yeah, right? Didn't you say yeah. something like that? Yeah, or cats. They'll have or her cats or animals will freeze. Their paws will freeze to the ground and they'll die because they can't move. But yeah, chickens will be frozen on the ground. But uh, she says so dry, the earth will just crack like your skin cracks. The earth just <sighs> opens right. up, which is like a huge crack. But uh, yeah, she's, she'll tell me stories about how like they'll turn on the water and the water has to get to the end of the hose to, to water the, for the horses. And it's right. so cold that if there's a kink in the anything slows down the water, the water will actually freeze before it gets to the end of the hose. And she has That's to take amazing. The hose and bring it inside by the fire to melt it and try again. My mom <laughs> lives there. She's in her, you know, I don't know how old she is, 90 or something. Got to go water the plants. It's And horses need to be water. fed four times a day. Oh, my seven God. days a week my wife wants to get horses this is what i'm signing up for oh it's my like four days four times. four times a day seven days a week there's no days off that's what you guys want to go on vacation you gotta yeah you can find someone live no, on I'm your property a horse i'm buying a horse that comes with a handler although i see dan he's he's on his he's got a phone or something now we're gonna buy. <laughs> i love it i love what we're talking about Oh, and how the, the one of the performers pee in the pool. Hundred percent, they do. <laughs> wonder if that's like it's one of the th customary things to do when you get hired for O. It's like, yeah, you got to pee in the pool, man. That's oh, what you got to do. Man, God, you're back. Sorry, He's... guys, my computer just crashed like out of the blue. Just like, give me the screen of death. It's your diesel generator. That's what it is. You know, it's <laughs> it's all it's all very it's moose powered up here, and the moose must have just had to take a bathroom break or something. Where uh, where in Edmonton are you at? I'm actually just north of Edmonton in St. Albert. Yeah. Okay, Suburbs. Yeah. Um, but it's it's hot there right now. It's crazy because it gets so cold, but then it'll be like, what is it going to be there this week? I think it's like 30 to 35 this week. Yeah, so dude, I don't know. In, nuts. In, in, in day of temperature, that's like 90, something like that. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. it's, it's double it and add 32, isn't it? 35 to so 70. It's like 90 something, man. Now, where are you, uh, Tyler? Are, are you in Vancouver? Or are you in L.A.? Or where are you I'm at? in L.A. Yeah. Uh, it's hot. It's, it's hot. Same temperature. It'll be in the 90s this week. Yeah. That's, that's, that's all right. What's winter for me? Problem with uh, the problem with where I live is the humidity. That it's not the it's not the heat. It's the humidity. It just like takes your breath away. You know, like you can't you ugh. can't do anything in it. Yeah, you still heavy. How do you guys find it being in a band so far apart in two different cities? I think it's good. This is what I tell people all the time is that like we're a band that tours a lot. Obviously this last, you know, 15 months or whatever year and a half is a bit of an asterisk, but you know, so it's like, I feel like we don't need to live in the same city when we're off. We're not rehearsing necessarily between tours and stuff. And we can always get together between records if we need to. But I mean, you know, it's funny is that when you have like 10 days off, even if we lived in the same city, like we wouldn't be seeing each other. That's true. Yes. I mean, that's Last... why planes, planes exist, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, even now, like you can do everything over. I mean, you really jam over zoom if you really had to, I mean, mm -hmm. technology, it's, it's been good, but yeah, <laughs> it's almost like being married. We're all the four of us are married. And so it's like, you need it. you get away from your husband or wife once in a while, just a little bit. You know? So is Dave your husband or, or your wife? <laughs> uh, Dave's my husband. <laughs> He's a good loyal husband. <laughs> we both. It's funny as we've roomed together. Like we did. Uh, we did uh, when we did our last two records. We shared a, a flat in England. 
Oh, we did the records in England? That's cool. Yeah, nobody, there's no, like, husband-wife roles. You know, it's funny is that it's, uh, (laughs) everybody does everything. You know, like, Ty will cook one day, be like, I'm going to make a chili, you know? And I'm like, awesome, (laughs) I'll I'll put, I'm in on that chili, you know? Or the next day I'll be making pizzas with some chorizo. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm like, don't worry, man, I got one for you, too. You know, like, we just, it's kind of just like, it worked out. It didn't feel like there was anybody, like, "Mm, I made pizzas tonight, where were you? You didn't, uh... (laughs) Didn't tell me you were going to be late. You went to the gym. No. Uh, well, maybe I'd take you out and fix yourself up a little bit. Yeah, That's right. You just send me a text message, maybe. Let me know. Uh, he makes, make me, makes me dinner, and pizza. I take it. And I take it, and I throw it like a smashing against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we usually take turns ordering Indian food. Yeah. Um, yeah. So good. Doing the heavy lifting, right? Well, what about oh, you? Awesome. So, so now that you are not in, like, uh, what about the Tupelo guys? Like, what's the deal? So you're country singer so it's you so do you have a band What's yeah it's ca- it's kind of weird man like um it's funny because when i switched over to country like uh, probably a lot of people that are listening to this don't really know my old world but i was in this band obviously you guys know called tupelo honey and got to tour with you guys a lot and that was a lot of fun we had some good memories played some great shows but uh yeah you know things changed we wanted to try some some different things and when i moved over to country like i was seeing guys like dallas smith from default mm-hmm. who were just like opening for florida georgia line and playing all these crazy shows and i remember i went to see dallas at an after party in edmonton after opening for florida georgia line at rogers or whatever massive place it was and there was like thousands like a thousand people there just lined up to get in to see him and he's like sitting drinking beer probably getting paid to do it and i was like oh country music and <laughs> went in and, and he and he was like dude you should you know if you're because he knew I was looking to kind of do a solo thing. And he's like, man, you should think about country because it's really not all that different from what we were doing before. And, you know, there's like this great fan base that's from like 15 to 90 and they're super loyal. And, and in Canada, there's, you know, there's some money in country music. And I was country like, oh, you know. and rock are like hand in hand. Man, these <laughs> days, I do that every episode. <laughs> I'm telling you though, but country and rock they they you're right when you say it's not that much different. There's so many songs that you could literally just barely tweak it and it would change genres just like that with between country yeah. and rock. They're so close. There's such a fine line separating them. And when even in the Tupelo days when we were touring and we did some shows with Bon Jovi for a while and, and watching when they were kind of touring with their country record and it was still they were doing their 80s rock thing, but it's still it was able to straddle the line. I was like, Oh, that's right. kind of interesting. But, um, yeah, to answer your question, Tyler, we, we, uh, I brought two of the guys from Tupelo with me in the band. So it's, it's like, it really does feel like nothing's changed. Like a lot of the stage dynamics are the same. And when you play with somebody for that long, as you guys know, it's like, you can anticipate what they're going to do mm-hmm. and you know, you know what the changes are and, and what's yeah. going to happen. So it's, it's this them. weird brotherhood thing. Right. So, yeah, I, I was really excited to have Tyler and Greg come with me in, in the band and, and we do some of the, you know, some of the tricks that we used to pull out in the Tupelo days. So kind of feels just like chapter two kind of. That's cool. It's weird that in this business, like lightning hardly ever strikes twice. So I, I feel pretty lucky that I'm, able to have a second career and, and and now it's led me to a lot of interesting things too i've been writing and producing lots produced i was gonna three. say you're writing you're writing with clayton bellamy a bunch too right i know is he based out of nashville clay lived in nashville for like 12 years or something okay. but he's he's out on a little small town in alberta now but he um yeah i just produced uh well co-produced with a friend of mine in england we did this rock record for clay and it's like 
royal blood kind of style and it's something clay has never done before and i'm so stoked for it to come out it's called the congregation i've heard some of that stuff it's very cool yeah man so we're uh we're working on that and i've produced three songs for the road hammers record and wrote a bunch on that record and uh yeah it's been busy i actually produced a band that opened for you guys on your last canadian tour band weapons weapons? yeah oh yes three a w3a pawns three a pawns that's the one yes that's right that was our last taste of touring was with those guys oh that's right i guess that would have been hey yeah so we did run Clay and I did three songs on the record, and the guys from the Trues did the other three. So, pretty cool. They're they're a good band. I I really enjoyed that that run with those guys. I love I love being out on tour with bands that haven't don't have a ton of like touring experience. It's just fun to sort of relive those moments through them. Oh man, their eyes. So exciting. Well, that that was like the stage that Tupelo was at when we were playing with you guys. You guys were on the the gasoline record, I think, when we wow. when we were doing that big tour. So it was a long time ago. Yeah, like oh five, oh six. I remember that. Holy crap! I know. Isn't that crazy that to say? Long time ago. I know. Gross. Wow. What's next yeah. now? What are you? Uh, what are you working on right now? Are you uh, going to release uh, some more stuff soon? You got a like a like a full length coming out, and you doing anything like that? Yeah, you know, I haven't really done too much in, as far as like releasing records. Like it seems like singles are kind of more the way that I end up going. But uh, I got a plan to get a record out in the fall i've got another single coming up i'm going to ride this one out in australia for a bit and see what happens with the rest of canada but uh yeah man just trying to book up some shows and and get some more music out i've been super busy with the production and the writing side of things you know doing all these these different styles like i've (laughs) i've been my publisher's got me writing for k-pop bands all the time now and i got i just got a hold with one of the biggest k-pop bands and it's so insanely strange when you're a 30 a mid 30 year old dude playing country music and then trying to channel my inner 14 year old korean girl it's very strange <laughs> you can do it man you can do it yeah well, let's see cool. you, it's fun. yeah i see i'd be i mean it would be impressive yeah, we'd love to see you uh have a hit with a k-pop because they're massive it's you know that it, it always blows my mind that there's massive. this other world of bands and fans like those the shows that these bands have never heard of play will be like Wembley Stadium, and it's just mm-hmm. mind blowing that that exists in the world somewhere that we've never heard. It's pretty cool. We've seen it too. We've been like we did that one tour, you know, somewhere in England, Ty, and then we played that one show. We were playing some room, and the, the venue next to us had some band i'd never heard of playing there and it was literally lined up like I don't know, thousands of people lined up, and I'm like, who? is that yeah are they going what kind of music is that but it was a huge big deal i mean it was there's a lot of hip-hop uh i went and looked the guy up yeah it was it was all kids it was all pouring rain and they're all wearing like nothing isn't that funny it's kind of the the dsp thing like there's like all these underground hits that well you'll never hear on the radio they're just massive it's crazy yeah yeah like do you know uh, do you remember faber drive yeah yeah so Dave Faber, Dave Faber, his his kid has a song that just hit a billion streams. Oh wow, a billion! A kid. That's, yeah, Faber has a kid. He's got a kid, <laughs> and his kid's like a pop his kid's star. Paying the rent. It's the way it probably is. What's his kid's name? I'll just go check it out. Something Faber. No, Faber the artist. Lane? <laughs> yeah, Faber Alley. Uh, his name is Powfu or something. It's like P O W F U. He had a big TikTok hit. I think. I think that's what it was. There it is. 
There it is. Isaiah Faber. Yeah, I do remember Faber uh, because I remember, I think, um, they had one, he had one record on something. And then I think something happened and uh, he quit or something. And then that was it. I never heard from him ever again, kind of thing. I think he stopped. I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, they put a, I think they had a record on Universal. Like they were, they were in that crop of bands that I was, we were coming up with like Faber and Marianne's Trench and those those kind of bands. Yeah, that was a long time ago. It's kind of nice uh, that you know we've talked about this before. How it feels like the music business is almost changing back to that singles market, kind of like you know back in the '60s or '50s, even where you know the the young kids nowadays it almost doesn't seem like they're as interested in getting those big long play albums they're they're more interested in just what's the song i want to hear your song and then that's it and you you know know, i've noticed that too like even you hear about um like kids like nieces and nephews or whatever that are learning guitar and at guitar lessons they'll learn the craziest mixture of songs like it used to be you know that if you're say my age you'd go and you'd learn all the biggest grunge hits and the gr- and like everything off of smashing pumpkin siamese dream or so- whatever but now it's kids will learn green day and then a pink song and then like a theme song for a video game and all this yeah. wacky shit so it's just it's very strange and, and fragmented i find the musical taste nowadays the technology is flattened out it's uh we kind of got to in our lifetime got to see all the gen- all the different genres like you think about the 80s was kind of like the introduction to a lot of like it's probably the best kind of sound where it was like you know think about michael jackson and all the stuff that came out in the 80s it was just sounded phenomenal like i remember how good um what's that band called tears for fears I remember how good their oh man sound. Was like, oh such great record insane uh and then it was just all the technology and then the 90s was like the response to that it was just like remember every every band grunge band right. wore like Boots look like they were f- worked in the forest. Flat <laughs> shirts tied around your waist. Oh, yeah, and then it was like the res- it was the response to that '80s technology. It was like, oh man. And then it was like, and then it was 2000. Angry. We're gonna make a whole record with uh, one mic jammed in yeah. a cardboard box. That's what it sounds yeah. It's gonna it's sound like in the corner of the room. Take <laughs> that. Sound like crap. Take that '80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I found the exact same thing. Man, I was just talking about this the other day because I was getting frustrated with tiktok hits and you know it seems like you know in the 70s it was like you know be cool and be expressive and then the 80s it was all look at me look at me look at me and then the 90s was kind of the response to that like no fuck that be cool and then yeah. the 2000s till now has kind of been look at me look at me stage so I'm, I'm hoping that maybe we'll get back to not that but that seems to be the tiktok thing and, and as, as begrudgingly as I'm, I'm i'm sort of getting pulled into that world where i'm on tiktok now and i kind of hate it <laughs> it will probably it will go back i mean uh we can only take so much of this constant social media everything is just like you said look at me look at me the the, the narcissism it's got to implode at some point where we go back to like the grunge where people just have long hair in front of your in front of their face the lane staley's that are just like don't want to be on camera ever yeah it's interesting it creates a cool vibe though i don't know i like that when rock stars were kind of aloof yeah mm-hmm untouchable yeah, the you know? introverted yeah, yeah. The, mis- uh. the mysterious the elvis is that you know he he supposedly would never come downstairs and greet anybody until he was done up even like his wife no one ever saw elvis disheveled ever. <laughs> you know 
<laughs> without his Canadian it. tuxedo on. Without his Canadian tuxedo on. Yes. <laughs> oh man. So when you guys we were, I wanted to go back to that for a sec. You guys were working in England. Who were you working with in, in England? It was Martin Terefe, Swedish oh. producer. Yeah, he um, he was r- r- recommended from our A and R guy, and uh, he did that huge train album. Oh wow. Um, Hey Soul Sister and all that stuff. But he's like, does a lot of more kind of uh, solo artist acoustic stuff. Like he did all the, um, like, uh, Jason Mraz. Did all the Jason Mraz. Did the, uh, who's the guy that uh, took a pill on Ibiza? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, he does like, a, he does, I think, he does a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, it was awesome working with him. We, yeah. we really loved it. He's a vibe guy, right? So he's like, uh, way different than what we had done in the past uh, where we felt like we spent so much time just like turning the the music into a clock and we're trying to make everything so tight and so perfect he wanted it to be the opposite he's like i don't even want you guys to play these songs together until you show up and really and i want to hear you guys screw up and make mistakes and now he wants to be there for that and capture you know, you're trying stuff and hearing stuff, and he'll grab a guitar, or piano, and be like, "Oh, oh, oh, I hear something." You know, it's fun, and it makes a lot of. It's different. He just sort of joins your band for, for. Dude, I love that. Almost. I, I think that's what's you know we were talking about like when records used to sound great, and I think there was a bit of that magic from that because no one does pre-production anymore. You know, like that's. I think I only did one record ever where it was like you sit in the studio with the producer and it's just this painstaking terrible but awesome process and like yeah. you know nowadays it's all fragmented and and you know i'm i'm a part of the problem is so, i'll you know record a bunch of stuff here record my own vocals and then send it into my producer he sends me stuff back and we're never actually in the same room and it's it's not as cool as it used to be i gotta get back to that it's just more fun yeah we listen to some of the like his want to go back to the 80s stuff or like think about acdc in a room or gnr in a room or um Metallica, but yeah, like any of those bands, like in a room, like I love watching some of the Metallica stuff where even if they're sloppy or messing up, it's just, it's nice to see them like, yeah, do that again, do that again. You see Lars kind of conducting everything. You see him as human beings all of a sudden. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I'm like, yeah, that's how you, that's how you used to do when you're a kid jamming. You'd be like, what was that? I don't don't know. I, I don't know. And then you're like, that was the wrong note, but it sounded really cool. And then yeah, the bass player's yeah. like, oh, I did that on purpose. Yeah. yeah and that <laughs> was take me. credit for it. Exactly. That was yeah. me. It was intentional. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was the- that. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. uh, there's some magic to that for sure. And that's what, you know, one thing about doing the solo artist stuff is that there's not really the jam rights anymore. Like it's more, a lot of tons of co-writing, obviously. And that's a, kind of a country music thing too, but yeah, I, I sort of missed that a little bit. It's, it's, I think that's one thing about rock that was so cool is it was just like you could fumble your way onto something amazing just by sitting and playing with a bunch of people in a room. So yeah, I mean this this last year of foraying back into to rock a little bit on the production and writing side has really tempted me to maybe <laughs> throw a rock record together one of these days. Well, country's kind of close to rock now. I, I'm hearing a lot of country stuff that is. It's pretty much like. It's a lot of it sounds like kind of old the, the older rock stuff. Oh, totally southern twang. Do you ever go down to Nashville or and write with any of those guys? Like, have you ever been down to the the big loud shirt folks? You know those guys? I, I don't really know those guys, but I've been. I usually go to Nashville like two three times a year just to hang out and write. And actually, last time I was there, I was staying with 
uh, Corey Marks, who's opening a tour for you guys right away, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Corey he's blurred Marks. the lines. Yeah. yeah, I just sang on one of his songs. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you guys did that thing. It, it was blaming uh, on a double. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, they just put out a country mix too, which I thought sounded really great. Si. has a banjo solo in it. Yeah. It's not did me you... playing banjo though. I no. Don't <laughs> <laughs> you play right banjo? Away, did you? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, a few times we used to do. Uh, me and my girl from our first record had the banjo lick in it, and I wanted to just smash that fucking oh, banjo every day. Back. I wanted yeah, to just destroy it. The bridge would just like fall over or something. I'd be like. I, I play one live sometimes and it's it's the worst it's fucking worse yeah. it's just a feedback magnet yeah the snare drum with a microphone on it yeah, yeah perfect the, uh, just whatever i, I kind of got over i kind of got over it like i think it was this cool look for the the fans thought it was cool there's this banjo on stage and i was like i'm over it, I'm yeah. over it. <laughs> 10 seconds in <laughs> oh man yeah now, those are the good times to, when we're out with you guys and you're doing that record. I have a lot of lot of fun memories. It was like we we're we we're touring pretty ghetto back then, but those are kind of the good old days when you're just like sleeping on the floor of a van, eating pepperoni and drinking chocolate milk and watching Steven Seagal yeah. movies for ninety percent of your life. You'll yeah, <laughs> never forget that. <laughs> what Steven Seagal movies? What's the best one? What's the Kelly LeBrock one? Hard to Is kill. It under siege or hard to kill? I don't know. There's so many good lines. The goddamn cook's a seal. Like this is amazing. (laughs) Under Siege is that's the first one is on the boat. That's the one. The second one's on the train. Man, you know you're Steven Seagal. Uh, Yeah, yeah. The second one's on the train where like the girl sprays sprays his face and he's like she's like mace and he's like takes it and goes pepper spray so it's like she's like mace like motherfucker and he's like she takes it pepper spray <laughs> i've been on this i've been on this big kick lately where i've been i have to have something on while i'm working out so i've been rolling through 80s action movies and i crushed mm. all of the rambos last week and dear oh, god yes. That is cinema magic. <laughs> so oh, well, good. Rambo First Blood was like filmed just outside of Vancouver. And That's right. It was like, it was literally like the highlight of our summer when we got to go to Hope oh, and yeah. go to the Rambo Museum. That's right. Which had all the stuff in this. Hey, there's the, that's where the gas station was that they blew up in First Blood Part One. No way. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. All that's right. Nice. I'm stopping in Hope on my next trip out to Vancouver. You got to. They used to have like the cardboard cutouts. You could stick your face in the cardboard cutouts, <laughs> had all this like military stuff from. It's full on. They had a Rambo Museum. I wonder if it's still there. Yep. That's Dude, a, well, so that, was awesome. the most, that was the most famous thing for us back when we were kids. It's like, you'd well, watch Rambo and you're like, wow. It gets so intense by the fourth movie. Like there's a scene where I'm pretty sure Rambo kills 75 people in the span of 30 seconds. Like it's like a little over the top, but I loved it. So gory. Is that the one where he's just got the, the M60 thing? He's like, uh, yeah, exactly. And that's actually yeah. the noise he made too. So yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh that's awesome well we'll have to like get together at some point and do some shows i'm sure uh you know i'm sure we can go anywhere we can go down to australia maybe you can take us to australia yes and you guys can ride in the van and watch steven seagal movies we could tour together i mean i think our music i think our music would work together we could get out on the road together it'd be fun that'd be a fun 100%. run across canada Re- reunion tour i'm in 100 percent. dave will bring back the together. banjo bring the banjo be back a, out just so i can smash it <laughs> what, what better reason to bring the banjo back out i'm in so much i'll smash mine 
I have a lot of rage. Uh, I see that. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yeah, well, go check out uh, Dan Amos' new song with the old Road Hammers, who I love, by the way. Yep. Roll with it. Whatever the hell else you got going on. I like that. I love that found video where you had to wear all the the furry you guys were a bunch of furries. <laughs> Dude, we've done so many weird ones like transform my garage into the bridge of the starship enterprise with 400 dollars with the cardboard in one and and uh, awesome. what's that famous astronaut retweeted it it was hilarious uh, oh good stuff. Uh, who was the f- i'm a second the canadian, guy? The fam- canadian guy with the ned flanders mustache yeah, yeah and he always plays guitar he's like playing yeah guitar jamming in space. Chris Hatfield. Yeah. that's his name yeah that's Chris Hatfield. i love that guy I watched uh, part of his master class. Actually, he has a master class. Oh, really? I, do I watched f- part of it. Survive in space. It was awesome. He says something like, "You know, we don't, we don't go into space just crossing our fingers. You know, like, that's right. We, we, everything's been checked and rechecked and checked." And <laughs> he's <laughs> like, pretty. He's pretty point. great, though. I love hearing him speak. There's all those science podcasts and like those Neil deGrasse Tyson guys. It always just uh, makes me feel stupid nerds. and amazed. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I like that we're they're actually nerds. older. The astronauts aren't 22. They're not yeah. dudes like that have been like, I was in the Navy for, I think Hatfield was like, he was like a test pilot in, in, in the Canadian military. Then he went and worked for the United States Navy or something, I think. Crazy. Good time. Yeah. Pretty soon they'll be saying, space is a like young 50. man's game. <laughs> What's that? Space is a young man's game. That's what they'll be saying in a few years. Uh, well, it's like when you drive space past the fire station, you see like all the firefighters outside, and they're like these sixty-year-old dudes with huge pot bellies. I'm like, I don't want that guy pulling me out of a fire. No kidding. I mean, <laughs> no dreamboat. Cool, man. Well, well, there you go. Uh, thanks for coming on our old podcast. Uh, yeah, we'll see you down the road. Yeah, man. Well, thanks for having me, guys. It was nice to to see your beautiful faces again. Fun catching up. Say hi to Dean. He'll be listening. He was uh, pretty excited that you were the guest today. Oh, no way. Dean wore a Tupelo shirt in one of your guys' music videos, and we were all excited about it back in the day. (laughs) Dean Dean loved you guys, too, man. He always, uh, you know, Dean loves the to support music so uh he's uh he's a huge fan of everything you do definitely give my best to that guy dean likes to support good music that's true i like that about dean he's good good people uh clayton (laughs) bellamy told me he's gonna call you and bug you about coming on the podcast too so i've got a i'm doing a write with him in about 10 minutes i'm gonna tell him he said no there you go (laughs) sweet (laughs) tell me said only professionals that's right and you have to wear your jean jacket (laughs) if you come on it's a rule that's it. Awesome, man. Well, thanks so much for being here on the show with us. Uh, everyone's going to check out all your socials. I don't know them, but uh, we'll figure them out. Post them up <laughs> At there. it's Dan Davidson. Davidson. Com or something. Yeah, you'll figure it out. Google Dot machine. Right. DanDavidsonMusic.com. There it Here's is. my plug. Thanks, dudes. That was so much fun. Peace. Great to see, see you. You, guys. you too. Cool, man. Talk soon. See you, dude. Bye. Good times. Yep. I definitely think we could get on the road together. I think that would be a great, uh, a great package. We'll put some, some. Let's put a bunch of artists together, a bunch of different genres, even, and it'll be fun. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's always good to go perform with people that you've played with before too. You already know that they're going to be great. Yeah, good entertainment. We've rarely ever had. We've rarely ever toured with people that were like, we never kicked anyone off tour. There was a band that um, we, they should have got kicked off, but they hated the tour so much that our tour manager forced them to stay on it. Do you remember that band? The guy pissed out the, window. out the window or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And our tour manager's like, "No, they're staying on. They no, they're not going home because the guy. I guess the guy was so miserable or something, which makes no sense to me. I mean, Jesus Christ. 
Yeah, I mean, what are you miserable about? This is you, you get to play music every night. What it can't the be that hell? bad? You play guitar for an hour. It's, that's life sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, it's always good to catch up with old friends. Uh, Dave, I'm gonna take this jean jacket off and hit the gym. Yeah, good idea. And it's I'm also 90 hit. degrees outside, so I can't wear this outside either. Yeah, I'm not hitting any gyms today. Just, Are you finally uh, going to move, or what's the deal? Is this it? Pretty close. I'm pretty close. I'm going to probably tear down the stuff behind me now, and next podcast will be in a new location with, uh, I don't know, I don't know what will be behind me. We'll see. Well, you'll probably stage it. If we, if the people could see, that's probably a cardboard. Everything in the background is fake. It's a green screen. It's all real, dude. It's all real. Ugh. Hand hit a window. Yeah. <laughs> it's a curtain. You're in jail. <laughs> Awesome. Your, your mom's making dinner in the background. <laughs> Go get some Kill Cliff, Ignite, and check out our band meeting mm-hmm. podcast. Blah blah blah. Dave, anything else? No, I think that's it. So let's wrap it up. Uh, play the wait, what we promised them at the start. Play the music. Best part of the whole fucking show, right here. Play the music. Bye. Band meeting with Saturday.